Good morning, everybody, and welcome back to Major Opinions today. We are going to be talking about 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, which is probably one of my all-time favorite movies, and this is such a pinnacle point in the Walt Disney film franchise that, I mean, this is one of the movies that you, the budget was $5 million and ended up making, you know, 28.2 for 1954. December 23rd, 1954 is when this release came out. Uh, it is an American Technicolor adventure film uh, and the first science action film shot in Camerascope. So that was really interesting. And the film was personally produced by Walt Disney, though. Walt Disney Productions director Richard Fleischer, Fleischer and uh, stars Kirk Douglas, uh, James Mason, uh, Paul Lucas, and Peter Lorre. It was the first feature-length uh, you know, Disney film to be distributed by one of us to you know, distribution. So that was interesting. I mean, this comes from the book, 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea by Jules Verne. It was a 19th century novel. So it is considered an early predecessor to the steampunk genre, which I agree 100% because it shows an old classic, you know, submarine ship and just what it took to uh, engineer it. So it actually takes place in 1868 with the rumors of a giant sea monster attacking ships in the Pacific Ocean. Uh, you have literally Ned Land, who's played by Kirk Douglas, who is the cockiest a character I've seen in years for a film, even though as old this was. So I don't think anybody's been as wise as he was. But you have, uh, you know, the professor, uh, Pierre. So, I mean, it, it's got its, it's got list of characters. I mean, you even have, you know, Conceal, which is played by Peter Lorre, and the three main characters, the professor, Conceal, and, you know, Ned who don't get along at first, but they're all, they're essentially all on the same team. Anyway, they get captured by, they go out looking for this monster sh uh, that's uh, attacking everybody's ships, as like I said, I'm just going to, you know, quick synapses this. And they come across, literally, a giant submarine. So, it is, I can't even, I can't even, this thing is like so technically advanced. And... I was astonished as to the technology because I even watched the making of this film and it was really cool to see that most of the uh, the film was actually shot. 90% uh, of it was underwater. So it was live action footage and what they did was is they had to take such intervals to make this film possible that because of the, you know, the compression of the air and breathing underwater and getting the right amount of fish in the scenes. So everything done underwater was absolutely spectacular and when they did it, it was just an absolute masterpiece in my opinion. So with that being said, they come across Captain Nemo, and Captain Nemo is just an outright asshole. So he literally holds, uh, you know, the three men captive until, not really until anything. Uh, they literally, he just held, holds them captive, uh, part of their crew, to try and uh, live on the vessel. So to my understanding is that, he, you know, ne Captain Nemo is trying to uh, pretty much kill or get rid of, you know, a bunch of uh, natives on an island. So, with that being said, because I believe they killed his wife, I think that was the premise of it. So, like I said, I haven't seen this movie in a while, so it's just going to take me back. But, uh, anyway, they fly off the coast of New... Uh, fly off. <laughs> they come off the coast of New Guinea. Uh, the ship, the Natalius, uh, becomes stranded on a reef. I mean, Ned is surprised with the Nemo and allows him to go ashore with Conceal. So, the two of them are on shore and then realize that they're literally running from danger. Uh, so they go back to Captain Nemo's ship, even though they were trying to escape. 
So while, you know, the professor stays on the ship. Anyway, they're eventually attacked by a giant squid with an electric uh, hull charge. Fails to repel the uh, creature. So Nemo and his men surface the violent storm to try and dislodge the beast from the ship. But with that being said, I think it was really cool that Ned is actually the one who actually saves Captain Nemo from the squid. And, you know, Nemo's crew declared uh, they will accompany their captain in death if that were to happen. So, taking uh, the ship down for one last time, because it seems like Nemo wants to kill himself. But, uh, you know, Professor Conceal and Ned are confined to their cabins. Uh, the crew is also in retreat uh, to their cabins at Nemo's instructions. Ned breaks loose and manages to surface the ship, uh, hitting the reef in a progress, causing the boat to begin flooding. So the ship's flooding. Uh, Nemo staggers to the Grand Stallion's point view, and then he looks into the depths of his beloved ocean and... That's it. Uh, the film is really stretched out. Uh, it is as long as it needs to be. I think this was the perfect amount of time, and this was 127 minutes. So it's two hours and seven minutes. But uh, they are... The three main characters are in this show, and on this movie, are so spot on. I, there wasn't a moment, and I had such an appreciation for this underwater sea adventure that I was talking with my dad, and... He was telling me that this film originally wasn't shot in color because I had watched it, I guess, digitally remastered. When it came out, it was in black and white, which it makes sense because when I watched the film documentary of them actually filming it, it was all in black and white underwater. So it was a, uh, it was kind of cool to see it all color and, you know, just redone for, you know, the later generations because even I don't mind watching stuff in black and white, but I always like to see just, you know, a little more detail than normal. So anyway, Professor tries to re uh, revive his journal, which has always been the focus of the movie because Captain Nemo was inspired by Professor's journal to try and do, you know, what he's doing and to live underwater and to, you know, just uh, run a crew in a ship. But long story short, the three of them end up breaking out of the uh, Captain Nemo's trapped, uh, you know, undersea submarine. And they essentially, they, I mean, there is hope for, literally, I mean, there's an echo with the Professor saying there's hope for the future and when the world is ready for a new and better life, all this will someday come to pass in God's good time. So that's the premise of the movie. You got three guys that board a ship. They're held captive. They try to escape. Something ends up happening. They get attacked by a squid. Uh, as blunt as it is, they get attacked by uh, locals on an island. They are actually they're more like bombarded with them. Uh, they come on and attack the ship, and the, the ship has such an electrical current uh, built into it, so it zaps them all away. As weird as that sounds. And then the ship itself is literally just submerged in water and sinking, and everybody has to fend for themselves, but the three main characters pull through and become such good friends that they end up surviving. So it was an absolute masterpiece, in my opinion. It's just a bum to see that at the Walt Disney World Resort here at the Magic Kingdom, uh, you had the 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea submarine voyage, which ended in 94, and it began work... I mean, it opened in 97, ended in 94, but it was a shame because I wasn't alive to... I mean, I was alive, but I wasn't old enough to obviously ride it. But, uh... They had something very similar in Tokyo uh, Disney... I mean, Tokyo Disney Sea, which was created in 2001. So, hopefully if they ever try to recreate it, I can't wait to see what they end up doing. So, it's a shame they took it out, but, I mean, this film was released on VHS and DVD, and HD version was released on iTunes. You can find it on Blu-ray through uh, Disney uh, Movie Club exclusively on there uh, for members only. So, with that being said, I mean, they have a re they had a remake. It was in 2009. It was 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea with Captain Nemo. And they're also going to be planning another remake for, 
I can't even tell what year they're going to end up doing this. So, you know, hopefully, I mean, February 2016, it was announced that Disney would still do the film titled Captain Nemo with uh, James Mangold directing it. So I hope it actually gets done. I, you know, who knows? But, uh, I mean, they wanted Channing Tatum for Ned, but Disney wanted Chris Hemsworth for the role. So, I mean, who knows? We'll, we'll definitely see where it takes place. So, like I said, I don't spoil. I don't want to try to spoil movies. I get to the, mid, the beginning, the middle, the end, and try to tell you what it's about so that you can go and actually watch it for yourself. So, but if you love undersea water adventures and you're a big fan of this movie, uh, I would stay tuned to see if there is a sequel coming out. But if you've never seen this movie, it is a must-see. This is a hands-down one of the best films I think I've ever watched. And I had to watch it with subtitles because it was, uh, I felt that it was a necessity. Uh, I picked it up. It was actually on Netflix as well. So it's on the right. I, like I said, I would personally check it out, and I would have no problem if anybody wants to talk about this film because there is so much to go into it that you're going to sit there asking questions. But I had to rewind some scenes and actually make sure that I understood everything spot on. But each character, I felt, played such a distinct part, and I thought nothing could have been done with a better... With a, they, couldn't, they could have casted a whole new crew, and it wouldn't have been as good. So, with that being said, I thought this film was absolutely magnificent, and I understand why it was the success it was back in, you know, the 50s. I just wish that more people were into these type of films so it got as much recognition as it should. You know what? It took... What people don't understand is I watched the documentary, and I actually have it on DVD somewhere. And this film was so damn good that it hooked me... I watched the documentary first about how it was filmed. Then I watched the movie itself. And then I noticed the things from the documentary that I got to see in the film. And I had such an appreciation for Undersea Water Adventure because I never did before. And it just, you know, showed me that there, it's weird to think that there are people living at sea right now compared to the normal average everyday life that we live. So it's definitely a different world's point of view access. And the fact that this is actually filmed underwater is very rare nowadays because a lot of everything is CG. I mean, there wasn't CG back then. You had... To film this underwater. And that's what they did. They took their cameras underwater. Filmed it in about 45 minute intervals. Uh, for each scene. Took about 45 minutes. And, and they ended up compiling it all into this masterpiece of a film. And they did it for your entertainment. So. Damn. Have an appreciation for it for once. And. 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. It might be up there with the top 5 greatest Disney films of all time. And my major opinion is. It is one of the greatest films of all time period. Take care, guys.